Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Isaiah 17 is again at the forefront of discussion in today's edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update. Obviously, the missile strikes by our military in Syria are taking center stage on the world scene. What does this mean? How will Russia respond to these missile strikes? How does this relate to Bible prophecy? Pastor J.D. will answer these questions and more today. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 15, 2018. I need to preface today's Prophecy Update with something that the Lord has ministered to me over the years as a much-needed reminder to stay the course and not get off track. I do so because, like anyone else, I'm just as prone to get sidetracked by all the misinformation and even the confusion that's running rampant as of late, especially in these, the last days. I was thinking about this this morning on the way here, and uh, it kind of struck me that uh, Jesus and Even the Apostle Paul after him had stressed the importance of not being deceived. When the disciples in Matthew 24, it's recorded, asked Jesus about what will be the signs of the end and the, uh, you know, coming kingdom and the end of the age, Jesus first and foremost said, do not be deceived. The Apostle Paul, writing to the churches, emphasizes and stresses, do not be deceived. In other words, there will be this deception. Even to the Thessalonians, he says that there will be this strong deception that God himself will send because they rejected the truth. So they're going to believe the lie this powerful delusion, this strong deception, if you prefer. And so there's so much confusion, and we know who the author of that confusion is, right? And we know who the father of lies is, right? And we know who the accuser of the brethren is, right? And we also know that in Revelation chapter 12, that Satan knows that he has but a short time. So he's very busy knowing that there's not that much time. So there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of deception, and if you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, 
it's becoming increasingly difficult to know who or what to believe anymore. I mean, there's so much information out there, and boy, you just have to be so discerning. And this is why I wanted to talk about what the Lord reminded me about, and it's this. When I don't know, I can trust in what I do know. And what I do know is that God is good, and God is in control. And by the way, this is across the board in every arena of life. When our daughter Noel died, this was something that the Lord really powerfully ministered to me. When you don't know, you fall back on what you do know. And what you do know is that God is only always good, and that God will always bring good no matter how bad it is. It cannot change how good God is. And I hung on to that for dear life, by faith. And God is only always good, and God is absolutely in control of everything that is taking place today. This is what I want to talk about today. Namely, that of what we can know and do know will happen because the Bible tells us that it's going to happen. I'll take it a step further and say that Bible prophecy is not just so we'll be in the know. Rather, Bible prophecy has profound implications concerning every one of our lives. At the conclusion of the update today, I want to take just a little bit of time and talk about what all of the prophetic developments, particularly in Syria, means to every single one of us today. Specifically, for those who find themselves in a very difficult trial, or those who are paralyzed by fear concerning the uncertainty of the future in a world that's becoming more terrifying, seemingly by the day as the world waxes more and more evil. The Apostle Paul wrote in his second letter to Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7, reminding him that the Holy Spirit God gave us to indwell us does not make us fearful. Uh, some of your translations, unfortunately, do not capitalize the word spirit. God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's the Holy Spirit Paul is referring to. And this is where the NIV gets it right. The NIV capitalizes right, rightly the word spirit, because what Paul is saying is the Holy Spirit does not give us fear. The Holy Spirit that God gave us does not make us fearful. He gives us power, love, and a sound and stable mind so we don't fall apart emotionally and mentally when everything around us is falling apart. 
I'm sure you've heard it said that Bible prophecy shouldn't scare us, it should prepare us. I would suggest that for some, it may need to first scare in order to then prepare. Jesus prepared us by telling us what would happen before it happened, so when it begins to happen, non-believers would believe, and believers would look up and lift up their heads, knowing their redemption draws near. I share all of that to say this. Scripture tells us that this is exactly what would happen, particularly in the Middle East, at the time of the end, prior to the rapture of the church, which is prior to the seven-year tribulation. I realize that there's so much we don't know about what's really happening in Syria, but what we do know is that Isaiah 17.1 tells us Damascus, Syria will be destroyed as a city. I am of the belief that we are on the cusp of seeing this specific detailed prophecy about to be fulfilled right before our very eyes. Also, we don't really know what's going on with Russia and with them Iran, but what we do know is that Ezekiel 38 says they will lead an alliance of nations and attack Israel via Syria from the north. Which is why, again, I truly believe that Isaiah 17.1 concerning Syria will be the catalyst for the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38 concerning this Russian and Iranian-led alliance that attacks Israel. We also don't know when all of this will happen, and (laughs) there's no shortage of those who try to predict when it's going to happen, and this is always grievous because it really gives, especially Bible prophecy, unfortunately, a black eye. I'm actually convinced that That's one of the reasons why many pastors don't touch Bible prophecy, because they don't want to be associated with those who have really gone beyond the Scriptures and suggested that the Lord's coming back on this day or at this time, and then the Lord doesn't come, and then many are just devastated some even falling away, some becoming resentful and bitter and angry. We don't know the day or the hour, but here's what we do know. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, we're told that destruction will come suddenly. And we also know that while they are saying two specific words, peace and security, that sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman travailing in labor. Furthermore, 
we're told that they, not we, they will not escape said sudden destruction, which implies that there will be those who do, which is also why I'm becoming increasingly convinced that the rapture of the church will take place simultaneously with this sudden destruction. Maybe I can say it this way. When the sudden destruction comes down, we go up. When this <laughs> was that dorky? Oh well. <laughs> when that comes down, we go up. We are not the they. They will not escape. We will escape in the great escape in the rapture of the church. That is our escape from all that is going to come upon this Christ-rejecting world. Well, it's with this understanding that I want to talk about several breaking news reports that I'm convinced, beyond a reasonable doubt, point to the soon fulfillment of these aforementioned prophecies and others with them. I want to begin with this Haaretz report yesterday, in which the Iranian president, Hassan Rouhani, said that the U.S.-led military strike on Syria will cause, here's an interesting word, destruction in the Middle East. That was yesterday, after the U.S. strikes on Syria. But on Thursday, prior to the strikes, the Times of Israel quoted an Iranian official threatening that Iran would destroy Israel, adding, Iran is not Syria, and if Israel wants to survive a few more days, it has to stop this childish game. Iran has the capability to destroy Israel, and given the excuse, Tel Aviv and Haifa will be razed to the ground, he said, according to Iran's farce news agency. You'll forgive the play on words again, but that's a farce. Because my Bible says that Iran will not destroy Israel. Because God will come to the defense of Israel as only God can, and He will destroy those who come against Israel. Interesting too, as we were just talking about in Matthew 24, when Jesus answers the disciples' questions about the signs of the end of the age, he makes an interesting uh, statement. He says that there will be wars, and again the translations render it rumors of wars, but that's better translated threats of wars. In other words, there's going to be all of these nations rising against nation, and they will be threatening war. The common denominator with all of these breaking news reports that I'm going to talk about today is that everyone is threatening everyone, including Israel. Lest one think that Israel will stand idly by 
with all these threats of war, think again. Israel Today reported that Israel threatened to topple the Syrian regime if Iran makes any foolish moves. On Tuesday, Iran threatened harsh retaliation after Israel allegedly bombed an Iranian-held airbase in central Syria. The crimes will not remain unanswered, insisted Ali Akbar Veliati, a top advisor to Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. On Wednesday, Israeli officials returned the favor, <laughs> stating that if Iran made any foolish moves, then everything it has gained in Syria over the past decade would go up in a puff of smoke. Senior Israeli defense officials told a prominent journalist that Syrian dictator and Iran ally Bashar Assad's regime and Assad himself will disappear from the map and the world if the Iranians do try to harm Israel or its interests from, listen, Syrian territory. Okay, Uh, guess what? that comports with Scripture. Uh, Israel is not going to get wiped off the map. Uh, Damascus, Syria is, right? So if Iran does anything to harm Israel or its interests from Syria, that's it. That's what? I believe it's Isaiah 17.1. Well, what are you saying? That Damascus will become, in fact, I was watching a Fox News report, and they even used the word heap of rubble. I almost fell off my chair. Do these people read Isaiah 17.1 and then, you know, report on it? It's becoming a heap of rubble. I'm like, So does it become a ruinous heap of rubble from Israel's hand? Maybe. We don't know. But what we do know is it will happening, it will happen, and I'll take it further and say it is even now happening. And it's just a matter of time. Now, and to Russia. (laughs) And this Ynet News report quoting Russian President Vladimir Putin as denouncing the strike on Syria launched by the United States and its allies as an act of aggression that will exacerbate humanitarian catastrophe in Syria, like they're really concerned about the humanitarian situation in Syria. Putin called for an emergency session at the UN and was unsuccessful in getting the UN to condemn the US-led strikes in Syria. One last uh, report, and it's out of the Times of Israel, 
yesterday, they published the full text of Trump's address regarding the airstrikes in Syria. And I want to share a quote from the U.S. president because I think it's apropos given everything that we've looked at and talked about up to this point. I'm quoting the president now. No amount of American blood or treasure can produce lasting peace and security in the Middle East. It's a troubled place. We will try to make it better, but it is a troubled place. Now here's the thing. We know how it ends. Because the Bible tells us exactly in a very detailed and specific way how this is all going to go down. Uh, <laughs> America will not make the, the Middle East better. This is not going to happen because, how do we know that? Because in Scripture you do not find the United States of America in Bible prophecy. In other words, something happens to America. Because there's no America coming to Israel's defense when Ezekiel 38 happens. Now I, I get so many um, comments and posts and emails and you know rebukes <laughs> throughout the week, and I, I just respectfully would say to those who who suggest that the wings of the eagle in Revelation that protect Israel for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation after the abomination that causes desolation at the midpoint, which is Daniel 9.27, by the way, uh, that, that the eagles represent America? No. The eagle in typology in Scripture is deity. That's God. God alone protects Israel for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation. When Israel is attacked, they're all alone by God's design. Because in that prophecy, again, you have the detail where Ezekiel writes that they will know that I, I am God when they see what I'm going to do. Here, against all odds, Israel will be attacked and they will prevail. Why? Because they're so strong militarily? No. Because the U.S. was there to defend them militarily? No. They will survive and even thrive. Why? Because God did it for them. That's why. That's what the Bible says. And that's why we know. And that's what we can know. When we don't know... <laughs> We go back to what we do know. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. 
The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.